Wait, how old was the other girl? 19, can you believe that shit? Hey, this is Gabrielle Stone. Good book. <gasps> he did what? 48 hours? What a dick. Yeah, but have you seen all the photos on her Instagram? And this is FML Talk. Oh no, she didn't. I'm so excited because normally I, I feel like we're either getting into like a heavy episode or it's going to be like, you know, something big and monumental. But my two ladies that are here, um, I'm so excited because it's just going to be fun, shit show, yes. messiness of like relationships and travel. Um, so before we jump in, tell me a little bit about the podcast that you guys do. So we are Just a Little Detour podcast. My name is Lizbeth De Los Reyes. And I am Anna Hierman. And our podcast is about travel yes. and the shit show stories that happen during travel, uh, what happens before and after travel, and just like we give tips, tricks, and what's our other word? Oh God, I don't even tips, know. Tricks, tricks. and something else. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we kind of help advise those listeners who are guide related. people like me yeah. who go on shit show solo travel exactly extravaganzas yeah <laughs> and a big thing that we like to mention is like we're just traveling a lot of times as like single women or like mm-hmm. you know two women by ourselves and like you know you can do it because like yeah. some people i feel like are a little bit like afraid like oh i don't want to go by myself but like you can totally travel by yourself oh for sure yeah. Yeah. i mean the first question i always get is oh my god weren't you terrified like what do you yeah. mean you were just like out traveling in the world alone as a single female like dun 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 I'm like like, I don't know what's gonna happen exactly I've been in the world for almost 30 years right right nothing bad's happened yet yeah Yeah. as long as you're safe and aware of your surroundings and shit it's like Mm -hmm. you know you're pretty okay it shouldn't keep you from traveling either I try to encourage our listeners to go out into the world and like see the world from a different perspective as well to come back and just kind of hopefully learn a lesson while you were out there too totally 100 mm-hmm. um and i actually met mm-hmm. you liz the, yes. first of all this is the first time i've had three people on the podcast at once <laughs> this is our first like trifecta threesome <laughs> on fml talk um and we met on my second solo trip yeah. when we i was in bali we met at um at the last hostel that I stayed at. Aria Hostel. Aria Hostel. Yes. Shout out to Aria Hostel. Um, <laughs> such a fucking pristine hostel, man. Honestly, it was. It was so pristine that the girl that I was traveling with, Alex, she was like, are we not posh enough for this place? <laughs> it was. It was a little bougie. It was I mean, so it was bougie. A bougie, but with like a dash of like, okay, this is a good place to end my trip after roughing it in a couple other places. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so when we were meeting at the bar at Aria Hostel, um, I sat down next to Liz and was, you know, we started like talking about our travels and stuff. And I think you had asked me like, why are you, you know, on this trip? What brings you to Asia? And I was like, well, girl, let me tell you, um, (laughs) went on this fucking like epic FML journey, um, to Mm -hmm. Europe and like, you know, kind of told you my story and your jaw dropped, which I, you know, have gotten used to that reaction, but your jaw dropped because of a different reason, and it's because you've gone through something weirdly similar. Yes. So go ahead and take me through that shit show of a story. When you started talking about, like, um, I I don't you said something about, like, you only had 48 hours to decide whether you were not getting on the plane, and that's when my jaw dropped because I was like, this bitch had 48 hours. I had 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was my first interaction, but, like, it was just so insane to hear another woman tell my story back to me mm-hmm. and I was just like oh my god I felt like an instant connection to you it might have just been like Bali 
might have just been like that we were just like in a different place but like I felt so connected in a sense because like I felt like you were the one person who understood how I felt Mm. like and um so okay my story is um I was dating this guy for about three and a half years and he had moved to Spain to do his master's degree and we did um like six months long distance and which is tough yeah Mm. It was really tough, and it's not easy, especially when you have an eight-hour time, time difference. difference. Yeah. yeah, and um, so I went to go visit him in December of 2018, so one year after your story, mm-hmm. and um, I I noticed that something was different, and I like called him out on it. I was like, I feel like you don't love me the way that you loved me when we were back in the States together, mm-hmm. and he was like, no, don't worry about it. And he kind of like, I don't know what the proper term is, but it was kind of, it, which, what is gaslighting? Uh, gaslighting is like when you manipulate someone into thinking they're crazy. So he was like, I'm not going to break up with you. I'm afraid you're going to break up with me. Yes. So that was, that, that would okay, be gaslighting. So gaslighting. Correct terminology. <laughs> gaslit the shit out of me while we were together in Barcelona. And I was like, this is. I felt that, like, disconnect, that tension, and I was like, okay, this is really weird. But then I flew back to the States, and then um, I flew back in January, and then immediately in February, I bought another ticket to go see him again in May. And how old were you during all this? I was 21. Okay, so that's really young to be in a committed, long-distance relationship, spending money to go fly this motherfucker, like, to go see him in Barcelona. I was so young. I look back and I'm like, that girl went through so much at such a young age. (laughs) No, so um, I, I bought this ticket automatically in February to go see him in May, and everything was fine. We were talking. April comes along. And shit hit the fan because I asked him where he saw our relationship going. And he was, like, up in arms about it. He was like, I don't know why you're asking me these questions. I don't understand why you're so worried about our relationship. It's Everything is fine. And I was like, you got me fucked up if you think that everything is fine. Of course I'm asking you this question because I want to know. Plus, at this time, too, I was looking at going to school in London or in Scotland to continue my master's degree. So I wanted to like kind of make this move out there too if he was on board. Right. But this question, like I said, put him up in arms and um, he hung up on me. And then uh, never did I hear him talk on the phone again. After he hung up, he was like, I'm done having this conversation. We will pick this up some other time. So we hung up the phone. And I was like, fine, okay, whatever. I went to work. Two days later, still no text message from him. So I texted him and I was like, hey, I understand that we had a fight. Like, can we talk Talk about about it it?" like fucking adults? Yeah. Right? Nothing. No response. I could see that he read my message and then just there was nothing. And it was like that for a month and a half. He would like read them. And then not respond. Oh, my God. So I saw him, like, doing this. And then every, like, two weeks, he would be like, I'm sorry that I'm not responded. I'm sure this is driving you crazy. I just need some space. I still love you. Ew, dude. Ew. Ah, Super manipulative. For for lack of better words, ew. Yeah, Yeah, super manipulative. And I was like, okay, I got my text. He still is in this relationship. Like, he knows that I'm flying out there in May. Right. 
I think it's going to be okay. Wrong. Like, I just, I wasn't getting any kind of anything from him. I was like, I just want it to be me already so I can fly over there and be like, what the fuck is well, happening? Well, especially in a long-distance relationship when you need to be even more, like, communicative and, like, supportive and constantly talking about, like, how everybody's feeling because the distance between you is just so, like, such a factor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it sounds to me this term I've learned recently called breadcrumbing. Yes. Have we heard of this? I'm not. Okay, so you have to, well, I'll just drop this knowledge on you real quick. Um, um, so breadcrumbing is a thing that people do in relationships when they're not like fully there, but they're scared to lose you. So they drop these little tiny breadcrumbs so that you're like, oh no, he still loves me because look right here, here's a piece of bread, right? Oh right God. here. That was me. I was fucking Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so I, I've had people comment on my videos about hot, my the, my relationship with Javier and they're like, you realize you were being breadcrumbed right and I was like no what the fuck is breadcrumb like sorry I'm not a millennial I don't know what we're talking about um and um maybe actually technically when I was born I am a millennial but I refuse to like identify with that so um, moving on um and I was like I don't know what that means and they were like well you know like every time they leave the door open or every time they send you that text or like you know give you some little inkling that like there's hope there's a possibility like that's a fucking breadcrumb and I was like oh well, fuck me. I'm a mouse. And like, apparently this is what's been happening for the past year and a half of my life. <laughs> oh my gosh. So he was breadcrumbing me hard. Yeah. Like, Cause so he hard. knew too that I was going. So he, and here's, here's the crazy thing is like, it was driving me literally insane because there would be one, some days where I'd text him that I loved him and I missed him. And then like two days later, I'd be like, you're a fucking coward. You haven't texted me back. You haven't responded. Do I need to find an Airbnb? Right. And then another three days would pass and be like, I'm so sorry that I called you a coward. Can like, please just get in contact with me. Yeah. Like It was like, I felt really pathetic. And like, I just... I was going through so many mood swings and he was on the other end receiving all of those mood swings as well. So I'm sure he was like, this is nuts. Summer is here and life is not slowing down for us anytime soon. One of the things we have continuously relied on making our lives so much easier is factor meals. No prep, no mess, no cleanup meals. I have really been off the wagon with my eating since having my son, and for my health, my wellness, and my mental sanity, I have been switching my dinners to more healthy options from Factor. They have 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, so I never get bored. And Tay is continuously shocked every time he sits down to eat one because they are so freaking tasty. They have breakfast, lunches, dinners, and desserts. It's a treat to have restaurant-quality food that is so easy to prepare and doesn't come with the insane Postmates bill. Head to factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 and use code FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code FMLtalk50 at factormeals.com slash FMLtalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Enjoy, FMLers. Well, yeah, but this is nuts because he's making you nuts. Like, just pick up the phone and have a goddamn conversation. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when was it that, like, you eventually you get to the airport? Or did you guys talk before then? I was taking my x-ray boards. So I was already in a really high-stress state because I was taking 
uh, national boards to get like my licensing for x-ray and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And like in the midst of this, my breakup is like happening. Um, but I, I take my boards and I pass them. And then the following week I'm like going to Barcelona. So I texted him and I was like, Hey, I wanted to let you know that I passed my boards. So like he could at least like congratulate me because he knew that that was important to me. And then I was like, I will be flying out in a week. Like, let me know if I need to get an Airbnb. And then he texted me back and he was like, I'm in Paris right now. Like I'm at this wedding. I will get in contact with you once I get back into Spain. And like, that was it. And I was like, okay. So then he flies back into Spain the day before that I leave. And he's like trying to call me, but like there's shitty connection. There is like Wi-Fi stuff going on where I couldn't connect properly. So we couldn't even get on the phone and like have an actual conversation because it was cutting off and like half of the conversation kept getting dropped. And at this point you guys were still in a full on relationship. Yeah. Okay. Supposedly. Right. Yeah, as far supposedly, as you Supposedly. And it was like, I was like trying to be like, at this point I'm like trying to gamble from our relationship. I'm like, are you going to pick me up? Like what's, what's the situation? Do you, mm-hmm. do you still love me? If we're not together, can I still stay at your house? Right. And like those, those, um, conversations weren't coming through because of the shitty connection and I was like fuck it whatever like I'm gonna he knows I'm flying in I'm gonna fly in tomorrow he's got to pick me up mm-hmm. so I get to the airport it's the next day I get to the airport I'm at the airport at like 5 a.m my flight leaves at 8 a.m and um I'm like getting my food I'm at my gate they start boarding and I'm like group c so the first group a goes okay nothing happens group b goes okay Right when they call my my group, Group C, I, my phone rings, and I look down, and it's Isaac calling, and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, here we go. So I answer the phone call, and I'm like, hello? And he's like, hey, Liz, what are you doing when you get to Spain? And I was like, are you going to pick me up? And he was like, no, I can't pick you up because I can't be in a relationship with you. And then he used... He used the word anchored. So he said, I can't be anchored to another country, let alone another person. And it was that sentence that just like broke it like the surge. It yeah. felt the surge yeah. then and there. Like everything inside of me just broke. I mean, dude, like motherfucker, I am holding my ticket. Yeah. Stepping onto a plane yeah. to fly across the world to mm-hmm. see your raggedy ass. <laughs> and you have the audacity to call me as I'm getting on the fucking plane. Like you couldn't yeah. have taken the months that you knew I had mm-hmm. this ticket book to be like, hey, can't be anchored to another country. Right. Like what, dude? Yeah. It was the day of 20 minutes prior, like as my gate is being called. I mean, this fool is making Javier look like not that bad in a lot of people's eyes. <laughs> Dude. Well, uh, your trip was supposed to be six weeks too. Yeah. Him, and I it was wasn't gonna, because of what happened. Right. So, well, and then I was, I, I called him out. I, again, and I'm like crying. I was going to say, were you just crying oh, the whole I way to Europe? Like, like, what the fuck? Crying. And there was this couple in front of me. I felt so bad because they looked like they were just married they were about to go on this honeymoon and here you're like, like don't girl. do it and I'm, like, <laughs> and I'm like i hate you i can't believe that i wasted my time with you while i was on the phone and then like this couple's like just snuggling and i'm like fuck you guys oh my god so funny so um 
I hang up the phone and I call my mom, of course. And I'm like in tears. I tell my mom what happened. And she goes, okay, it's fine. She's like, are you going to get on the plane? And I was like, I don't know. Should I get on the plane? They're calling, they're, they're calling my group. She's like, look what you can do on the internet. See what you can find and see if you can book an Airbnb. And I was like, okay. So I pull out my laptop. I'm oh still sitting in my spot. I haven't gotten up. They're still calling like the rest of the group numbers. And I'm like click clacking away. I find an Airbnb. It was like $1,600. I book it for the six weeks. And then I close my laptop and I get on this fucking plane. Unreal. Yeah. And then. <laughs> and then. And then. Uh, I cried all the way to London. Cried in the airport at Heathrow. Yep. Uh, and that was really hard too. Cause like, you're just like randomly crying and like people are looking at you like, mm, yeah, are you going to bomb the plane or <laughs> are you like going through something? Cause oh like I was God. getting looks of concern left and right. And, um, so I get to, I get to Spain and, uh, I, the motherfucker's really not at the airport. I mean, like, the fact like, that he couldn't, even if he wanted to break up with you, like, he can't be there to fucking pick you up and be like, hey, let me at least drive you to an Airbnb. Right. Ugh. Nothing. Rude. Yes. So I get there. I get my SIM card, you know, to so that I can have um, calling while I'm in Spain. Plus, he lived in Spain, so I had his, like, house phone number. Mm-hmm. And I call his house, and his mom answers and is like, where are you going to stay? And I was like, I've got this Airbnb Airbnb booked. Here's a cafe next to Airbnb. Can you come talk to me, please? Mm-hmm. She's like, yep, I'll meet you at the cafe. Like, it'll be fine. It's always the moms, man. Mm-hmm. The moms always come in clutch. Yeah. With these fucking men. Honestly. <laughs> they, they did raise them. So. Yeah, right? I know. So. <laughs> I, I mean, know. you know, once they get to a certain age, like, you know, they kind of stray off on their own. So, yeah, it's like. They can't be held entirely responsible, but, like, also, you know, get it together, guys. Right. So, like, we we get to this cafe, and, like, I see her, and I'm crying, and, like, right away she wanted to apologize for Isaac's actions, but I told her not to because I was like, you need to not apologize to me because if he does this to another woman again, like, he's going to expect you to just go and say sorry for him again. Right. So it's kind of like... I was being rude in a sense, but I was also being stern as in why I didn't want her pity or apologies either. I don't either. think that's rude. I think that's pretty fucking profound as a 21-year-old to be like, no, dude, you need to have your son fix his own shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was rough. And the conversation that I had with Maria was rough because she was someone that I really loved. Mm-hmm. Like, truly, I loved her as a person. She had a beautiful soul. And even now, like... I still appreciate her as a woman. Isn't it fucked up that, like, I, I, I think that when you break up with someone and go through any type of, like, breakup or heartbreak, if you love their family or their dog, it's, like, ten times harder. Yeah. Like, dude, anytime Tay and I broke up, I'd be like, oh, but Charles Bronson. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> and, like, when Javier and I broke up, I was like, oh, his mother, dude. Like, fuck, man. It's like it makes it that much worse, you know. Okay, sorry, I digress. Tangled with like their family and stuff too. Yeah, it's like a long relationship. It's hard to like also have to leave that. Right. Right, It's like you're not just breaking up with a person; you're breaking up with like a lot of things in one. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you go to the cafe and you sit down with his mom. We have this like really Mm -hmm. deep conversation. I told her not to apologize for her son, but that's not the important part. The important part is after she leaves because then I get a phone call from the Airbnb guy that I'm renting this place for six weeks. 
And he calls me and he's like, hey, have you gotten in contact with Airbnb? There's been a situation. And I was like, oh, God, there's already been situations. Right? <laughs> What's the cherry on top to this next situation? He's like, Airbnb accidentally published my apartment. I have backpackers there already for the next two weeks. You oh, can't Lord. stay there for six weeks. He's like, you can come back in two weeks after the backpackers leave. But for the next two weeks, you can't. You can't stay with you can't stay here. You got mean girled. Oh, I did. I did. <laughs> you can't, sit, you with can't us. sit with us. <laughs> so I was like, again, crying, and I was like, I don't know what to do. Let me call Airbnb. Let's figure something out. So I hang up the phone. I call the international Airbnb. And I'm like, what's going on with this booking? And they're like, so we've canceled your entire booking and we've refunded the money. The only problem is that you are abroad and that's not going to get back to you until six to eight business days. Oh, my God. And, of course, I traveled, like, on a Wednesday. So, like, six to eight business right. days is, like, next Wednesday, including the, this, the mm. weekend. And I was, like, in Barcelona, no boyfriend, no one to pick me up from the airport, and nowhere to stay. Unreal. Yeah. It was insane. I sometimes I like sit and I like think about how I felt in that. And that's when I like look back and I'm like, damn, she's pretty powerful to be. Yeah, like, dude. I mean, like at 21, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. I would have been a mess at 21. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, but like. Yeah, but you made now, it through. I made it through. That's the thing. It's like I made it through and I found myself in that process. Mm -hmm. So like now I'm like, I can't ever let myself feel that way again. Yeah. Mm. So it's kind of like empowering, but also it's I feel really bad for having to go through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? but I mean, it's like those are the things that make us who we are. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And have you had situations since then where you've dated other people where you've seen signs of that and you've been like, sorry, motherfucker, nope. Oh, um, <laughs> being, being stood up now is like I got stood up at a fucking airport. Like, that's my biggest Wait. trigger now. It will, yeah. Yeah. I If a person cancels on me and mm. I found out they canceled because of bullshit or like right. they wanted to go out and they just... Like, for example, this happened to me a month and a half ago. I went on this date with this guy, and I thought he was great. And then we had a second or third date, and he was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm coming over, no big. Text me, says he's got a migraine, and then I see, like, Snapchat stories of him <gasps> at the bar. And I was like, nope. Well, that's fucked up even if you don't have a trigger of that. Like, yeah. Dude, fucking people are so dumb. Like, it's just be honest. Yeah, like, just, like, grow a pair, dude. Yeah. And I definitely look for more communication skills, too, mm, because yeah. we didn't have that in our relationship, mm -hmm. and it's just different. Obviously, now, I, I had to go to therapy after that shit happened. Well, yeah, I, would, I, was pretty, I would think so. Yeah, I was pretty fucked up about it as well. But, like, look where you are now. Yeah, Fucking. I did, like, so, like, after that whole breakup, anyways, my point is, like, I found, I found a hostel. It was fine. I ended up booking a flight. Um, back to the United States after two weeks uh, being not even a week and a half being in Barcelona I couldn't I couldn't deal with being in the same country as him yeah yeah and he kept texting me and like do you want to go to the Japanese festival with me and I was like motherfucker why you just broke my heart uh, yeah and then my <laughs> my dumbass would go like I would um, go like because yeah. he was like dangling this carrot in front of me bread exactly. crumbs <laughs> yes absolutely uh, and he was like well you're here we might as well hang out and i was like well i'm here we might as well fucking work this out and he right. was like no we're not gonna do that we should just hang out did you guys sleep together no 
Oh, good for you, I girl. Know. Yeah. Because you know that's what, like, mm. he was, he's like, well, you're here. We might, as, might well as well bone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, nope. Good he for would, you, girl. Yeah. He would bring me, like, snacks and stuff like that, try to get me to hang out with him. Grant said I was also really stupid. I got really fucked up one night where I had to call him because I was literally lost in Barcelona. I was like, I don't even know where the fuck I am. I don't know how to get back. Oh, my God. So I was, I would send him my location and be like, I'm really drunk. Please come find me. Oh and then like, God. take me back to where I'm staying. Yeah. So it was just super toxic for the both of us to be there. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I can't do this. So then I flew back and then I traveled the world. When I came back, I went to Canada, New York, Maine, Mexico, and then went to finish my last year of uh, undergrad. Amazing. Yeah. And fucking world traveler now. I, pff, yeah. yeah. Where did you go when you were in Asia? So, um, Asia was my graduation present and, uh, for myself, um, I went to, I spent a couple days in China. I was in Shanghai and then I went to India and did the golden triangle tour, which mm-hmm. was Agra, New Delhi and Jaipur. And then, um, met up with my best friend, Alex, who I met in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Um, then we went to Thailand. We went to Bangkok, Krabi and Aonang. And then from there, we went to Bali, where we did Seminyak, um, Ubud, where mm-hmm. I met you, and then flew back home. Oh, my God. Amazing. Yeah. Right before the pandemic. Yeah. Like, we got it in just in time. Yeah. Oh, girl. It's crazy. You've been through the ringer. Right. Okay. <laughs> Moving on from the, the drama of Liz's airport disaster to... Yeah. Miss Anna. Yes. It's not, it's not um, as traumatic, I promise. No, it's not. No, no, no. But, you, but it's interesting because you have, like, a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, Liz and I both went through the seemingly traumatic experience of heartbreak and travel, and mm-hmm. you were on the other end of being the one to do the heartbreaking while you were traveling. Yeah. So um, I had a, a boyfriend for, uh, like, five years we dated, and uh, I had decided I wanted to do this uh backpack trip through Europe I wanted to do three weeks in Europe and I was like I knew he didn't want to travel to all of the places that I wanted to go so I ended up going with one of my girlfriends and we did um Iceland Amsterdam Berlin Prague and then her husband was going to come meet us and then my boyfriend was going to come meet us in Venice and then from Venice we did like Florence and Paris nice so they were supposed to come to Venice and like I had planned I had planned this whole trip for myself. I was like I had wanted to do this for like years and years and I was like I had to plan everything and then like these people can just come with me. Like I like mom did the trip. Right. <laughs> and uh, me and my friend Ombre were in Venice. We were having a good time. Her uh, husband showed up. He had done his own flights and he's like really comfortable with like flying different places, so like, he didn't have an issue. But my boyfriend was like not into flying places. He was really concerned about uh, changing planes. He had uh, he had a layover in Berlin, and then he had a he had a layover in Iceland. He had a layover in Berlin, and then he showed up in Venice, and it started off on the wrong foot. Oh God! Because <laughs> he came to our hostel, which we stayed um, at a, like right outside of Venice in this town called like Maestra, and he'd take the uh, like a taxi down to the hostel that we were at and he didn't check to see if uh like they would take card oh god so first he was like he took a taxi and they only accepted cash so Mm -hmm. that was like a whole thing because he showed up and like 
we were already drunk. Uh, <laughs> he's like, um, I need money. And I was like, wow, that's a really, that's a big problem, buddy. I don't know what to do. For uh, that. I was like, I don't have money. <laughs> oh my like, God. You, you have a job, pay the man. So he found like an ATM, <sighs> paid him, whatever. And then he was like mad just from the get go. We were, had been drinking that day. And then um, we went to Venice the next day, and we actually had a really good time, like, wandering around. Like, he seemed like he was in a relatively good mood, but my phone had this problem where it would never point us in the right direction. Mm -hmm. So we would, like, go down a couple blocks, and be like, oh, we went the wrong way, I'd have to walk back. Yeah. So, like, that was the whole thing. Like, it was, per, like, per used on, mm -hmm. on Google Maps and shit. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I was like, whatever. It's like, you know, we walk a block, and then, like, right. we just have to turn around. Like, You're what exploring is the city. Yeah, it's extra steps. Who cares? And it was not okay with him. He was... He was like, I don't understand why you can't have like a map that works or a phone that works. And I'm like, you're welcome to try yourself. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, well, do you want to, you know, use your phone? I know you're on a different provider that doesn't have like service here. You can get an unlimited package, but it'll be like a hundred bucks. Like you can tool this around if you want to. But uh, he was like, no, 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 it's fine. And I was like, then don't fucking complain. Right. <laughs> yes. So the day that we were in Venice that day, um, that night, like, this huge storm was rolling in and it started like it was like pouring rain and we got on the train to go back to our hostel and there's a station in between venice and maestro station and it's like not a stop for any of the trains except for like four a day and we just happened to be on the one where it stops in the middle we we're like oh this must be maestro station oh no because we hadn't had experience yet mm -hmm. so me ambria and her husband get off and the doors close, <gasps> and my boyfriend's still on Shut up. the train. Oh my god, I can't! And, <laughs> and he like slaps his hands against the window, and he's like, "What? Oh what my god!" Out? Like he was like Eric Andre trying to get into the DNC. Like <laughs> it was so funny, and we're like, we were just cracking up. We're like, this is exactly how this trip was gonna go. Was that oh. Ethan was gonna get stuck on the train? And we're never going to see him again. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the train leaves, and he gets off at Maestro Station, and he's totally fine, like, unharmed. Right. Like, he can figure out where the hostel is. And so he walked to the hostel. But where we're at, we're, like, two miles away. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it's, like, a monsoon coming down. And I have on, um, like, a wool sweater and then, like, my jeans. And, like, the wool sweater as we're walking, because there's no train that's going to stop at the station. So we have to walk two miles oh to our hostel in the pouring rain my uh sweater was keeping me dry up top but my jeans were like soaked my underwear was soaked my socks were soaked my shoes were full of water Ugh. and we get to the hostel and like he was actually in a good mood at this point because he didn't have to walk in the rain for two right. miles so he actually had bought us beer and i was like oh okay like maybe you're not so bad yeah <laughs> okay mm -hmm. cool so the next day we were supposed to have a cooking class and uh, we had to get there at a certain time and it wasn't on like the Venice Island proper because there's like a bunch of like key islands out there. Mm -hmm. So we had to get a boat, like a water taxi, water bus um, to this other island. And my phone was like, it should be over here. But because <laughs> of all the rain, it actually raised um, the water in the canals. So all the water buses were in the wrong location. Oh, weird. So we were trying to find it, and I don't speak Italian. He definitely doesn't speak Italian. Um, I was the only one that had a map that was, like, somewhat working. And we're, like, wandering around, and there's this huge bridge. It's, like, called... I'm, I'm not going to say it in Italian. But San like Regalo. No, no, not the Rialto oh. Bridge. Um, it's the Constitution Bridge. Mm. And it, uh, it has these big, clear steps. That's what I remember about it. 
And we walked across it about five times. <laughs> and finally, as we walked across it like the fifth time, I see the boat and the number that we're supposed to hit. Like, we have to get on that boat. And he's, like, so frustrated at this point. And, like, this is when I was, like, oh, I, I know we're going to break up. Because he was, like, he turned to me and he was, like, I just don't understand why you're such a shitty person. <gasps> and I was, like. What? <laughs> I was, like, how am I? I'm, like, I understand you don't want to walk across this bridge, like, five fucking times. Like, neither did I. But, like, also it was not even a mile like <laughs> yeah but like how does that constitute you being a shitty person <laughs> i have no idea i was like well the boat's right there like we just have to go get on that boat and he was like i just don't understand why you're being such a shitty person and i was like i'm not even gonna acknowledge this i was like let's get on the fucking boat and then i proceeded to just not speak to him <laughs> Oh my for, god. For like the rest of the day. We went and did the cooking class and we ate really oh good god. food and I drank a lot of wine and then we, we went back and um, we went to meet my friends for dinner and we all sat down and they're like, oh, so how was your cooking class? And I was like, well, turns out, guys, I'm a shitty person. Oh my god. And like my ex was like, I don't know why you need to bring this up. And I was like, well, maybe you shouldn't have said it. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like, here. <laughs> like, I was so mad. So we had like this rest of this trip planned and I was like not gonna break up with him then because I was like he'll never figure out how to get home. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like I have to be responsible. You're for like this then child. I will really be a shitty person. <laughs> yeah, well that was what I was like. I was like, I'll be a shitty person if I break up with him right now, which is what I wanna do. Right. And I ha- I had already decided that I was like gonna break up with him before we went on this trip because we had this other argument about the dishwasher which was also stupid <laughs> but he had already bought his ticket and I was like well I mean you know it's only a couple months away like I can just like keep oh being. my god <laughs> I'm a cancer so like, <laughs> I don't know man I was like the whole thing happened and we got home and um my trip was in October and I I made my exit plan. I crafted my argument for like why we shouldn't be together, why I didn't think that this relationship was healthy for me. Like I had like mm-hmm. I had all of these layers built in of like if he says this and I'll have like this argument, if he mm-hmm. says this and I'll have this. And I, we ended up breaking up uh like in December. And because I had like my exit plan and I was able to like go to my parents and right, do right. all of that because I had a I had a cat that was with him that was my cat and my parents are super allergic so I was like well, I have to he, I have to break up with him in a way that's nice so he'll take care of my cat oh my god I find an apartment uh, where my cat uh, can live uh, <laughs> I can't uh, my parents so like what ended up happening is like we just had this really sad breakup where I was like I am just not in love with you anymore mm-hmm. which is what it ended up being because I was like right. mm-hmm. you, if you say those kinds of things to people well sure it's like you can't I like I was like my parents were not when I like grew up like they did not insult each other or like yeah yeah there was nothing there was no anger when my parents broke up because they're divorced um it was like really fucking sad right and that's what this breakup was like it was just really sad because I was just like this sucks that it didn't work out and it was like five years yeah and I had put a lot of time and effort yeah was he how did he feel about it um he was really (laughs) sad about it um, like, I had told him multiple times that, like, if he kept doing these things, I would break up with him. Like, if he, if he kept being, like, somebody who wasn't, like, 
taking care of like all aspects of his life mm-hmm. then like i was like i don't really want to be with somebody who like isn't responsible like if you can't be responsible then i'm gonna break up with you and i would like i would tell him these things that i kept i was reverse breadcrumbing right right yeah i was like this is, bad things are gonna happen and then when i finally broke up with him i honestly i think he was confused i think he was like i just didn't see this coming right and i'm like how did you not, see, did this you coming? not see it coming buddy mm-hmm. like right. i told you like 20 times over the past like three years like i'm gonna break up with you don't be better yeah I feel like in relationships, when you get to a certain age and maturity level, it's like, look, this is what I want. This is what I need. If you can't give that to me, then I'm going to go. Yeah. Like, and it's as simple as that. And Mm -hmm. and vice versa. Like, Mm -hmm. you tell me the things that you need for me and expect for me. And, like, if I can't do that and deliver that to you, you should fucking leave. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing that I, like, really appreciate the way that you guys broke up. I know that sounds weird, but like <laughs> you could tell that you cared for him uh-huh. because of the way that you broke up with him. You were like being mindful of how this was going to affect him. You you could have broken up with him in Venice, I but you were like, no, like this is not the appropriate time, which also like granted that's shitty of you for having to hold mm. on to that feeling mm-hmm. and like wait for, I guess the proper moment, but is there really a proper moment? No, but should you do it on a vacation? Probably not no, either. No, totally. And I agree with do that. don't do it before flight. Although, when he looked at you and said, why are you such a shit person? I mean, kind of I wanted to see him like yeah. floating off in a Venice boat, like <laughs> flailing, being like, which way's the airport? Fuck my life. But, you know, yeah, kudos to you. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I just went the other way where I was like, I'm like, well, if I kill him, I'll have to be in Italian jail and I don't speak Italian. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like so, I have to learn a whole new language, and that just doesn't seem like I just something don't I want. have the energy for that. <laughs> like, Too that was like money. my whole thought process. So I was like, I'm just gonna keep it inside forever, <laughs> yeah. which also not healthy. Yeah, no. Um, okay, so we've covered all the relationship stuff. Tell me before we end, what is each of your favorite travel spots on Earth that you've been to, and why? Like a little like five minute spiel. Mine was Thailand. Yes. <laughs> um, I had a pretty phenomenal experience there when I was there in 2019. And that's just like from being in Bangkok to seeing my best friend, Alex, who I hadn't seen in over a year and a half and meeting in a different corner of the world was just magical. And uh, and just like Bangkok, the people that are there that massages are like five dollars to die for for. an hour you just it's so it's cheap it's accessible like i don't think you could go wrong going to thailand you could go to the islands as well which is something that i did and we kayaked uh to some of the islands again phenomenal experience i had so many like perfect days Mm -hmm. it's like a day that literally the stuff could go wrong but it doesn't matter because it was still a really good day. Did you feel like that Bali fell short after you went to Thailand? Because I did. Yes. I did. I was waiting for Bali to give me that kind of magic. But like at that point, I was just like, mm, yeah, I got my magic. In and don't get me wrong. Bali is fucking beautiful. And there's yeah. really amazing spots. I wish I would have gone outside of Abud. Um, mm-hmm. But I stayed because I got attacked by a fucking vicious monkey. Another <laughs> podcast episode. Um <laughs> 
that's we talked about that oh yeah, yeah. dude like full-on yeah um so I had to stay there to get my uh second rabies shot but yeah. um I wish I would have gone to like the islands and stuff because they look absolutely beautiful but yeah like Thailand just there was something that was magical about and especially because I was in Pai for the majority of my stay in Thailand um that was small and like unique and it felt like everybody knew each other and Bali just felt like a bigger more industrialized touristy place it of just that. felt so touristic yeah. in Bali yeah. and I felt like it kind of took away from it yeah so. I agree interesting okay what about you Anna um, I was like, I was really thinking about this. I think my favorite place that I've done, um, at least in recent memory is the Grand Canyon. I did a oh, cool. hike in the Grand Canyon. Uh, we did like 36 miles. Nice. And, uh, wait, like, what? 36 miles? Yeah. We hiked it. We did like a backpacking trip. Okay. But you like camped along the way. Yeah. That's insanely yeah. long. Yeah. Okay. We did like, um, I want to say we did like seven miles and like nine miles and like five. We had some like offshoots or something like that. Um, it was like it was the most amazing trip I've ever taken. Did you go to that like crystal clear like waterfall place that's in the Grand Canyon? So um, I know what you're talking about. We didn't do that one. The year that we went in 2019, um, what ended up happening was there was some uh, like fights over the rights mm. for that area because it's actually on tribal land. Right. Okay. And like basically these companies were coming in and doing hikes and then not giving the money to like, oh. the, like they weren't like contributing to the right, right. of the tribes and stuff like that. So the tribes were just like, you guys can't come now. So like we thought about doing that particular hike, but instead we did um, this one called uh, Hermit's Rest was oh, the cool. hike. And on the last night, it was like the, we had a full moon when we started and then it was finally waning and like we're in the tent we didn't have like the top on or anything like that and i was like looking up into the stars and like sobbing because <laughs> it was Aww. so beautiful it was like it's nothing i'd ever seen before and i actually like had my contacts in so i could see <laughs> like that's uh, amazing i yeah. mean i was like in my soul i was like this is the most beautiful place i could be like in the whole world right yeah now. i was like mm-hmm. right in that moment i was like i felt so connected and it was, oh, like, i love that uh, it was you know I, i've never been to the grand canyon i fucking live six hours from arizona and i've never been to the grand I, canyon i highly recommend it i did both uh like rim sides we hiked in yeah. the south rim and then we went to the north room to go see and then i uh was in the car like my face pressed against the window looking at the stars as we drove out of like the north oh my room. god i love it <laughs> that's uh, awesome it was amazing it's like my my favorite trip i think so far i love it i love it um ladies tell everyone where they can find you on social media and where the podcast is do you want me to do it do the whole thing do the, whole do the thing. spiel do the okay. spiel okay um so you guys can find us on instagram at little.detour.podcast um, we're on Twitter and TikTok at Little Detour Pod. Um, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash just a little detour. Um, you can find our podcast, Just a Little Detour, on all platforms uh, Spotify, Apple, Breaker, whatever the other ones are. That we all, all the things. All the things. <laughs> all the things. It's everywhere. Just type in Just a Little Detour. We have Possibly a website. Oh, yeah, we have a website. <laughs> Uh, justalittledetour.wordpress.com is our website. And then you can find me, Lizbeth, on Instagram at Lizbeth underscore DeLosRays and on Twitter at LizDeLosRays31. Um, you can find me, Anna, at AnnaBanana625 on Instagram, and you can find me on Twitter at MadCowsMoo2. What? Yeah, that's it. That's, that's the handle. We're going to fucking end on that note. Thank you for being here, ladies. Thank, Thank you. you so much.
welcome to As a Woman, Fertility Hormones and Beyond. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Crawford, and I am a fertility physician and co-founder of Fora Fertility in Austin, Texas. We will talk about a wide range of topics, including the menstrual cycle, your hormones, infertility, IVF, mental health, and well, beyond. So join us and become part of the community of collaboration that amplifies others as a woman. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.